0: So far, the description of the early church in Acts has been great stuff, but there's this cycle, remember? Today we have the powerful people beginning to respond to Peter and John and the early church. So let's explore what it looked like to stand in a place between what God had told them and what the civil and pastoral authority said to them. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me today as we dive into episode 105 and we pray our way through Acts chapter 4. But before we do that, we're going to start with a bit of worship. And Today's verses are Acts 4, verses 11 and 12. They say, This Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. So let's just jump right in and go right to prayer. Father, I'm grateful for this opportunity, as always. It is a privilege not only to make this space available for people for prayer, but it is a privilege to be able to come into your presence. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing that by your sacrifice. These verses say there is salvation in no one else, no other name under heaven. Nothing else can bridge that gap between a holy God and a sinful people. And I'm grateful for that today. I honor you, Jesus, for... Your obedience unto death, for your humility, for becoming both man and God, impossible for us to really take a hold of that, but I honor you for that today, for doing the things outside of our understanding, outside our ability to conceive of, of what they are, because you are God and higher and wiser and smarter and more powerful and all the more things than we are and we honor you for that today. Jesus, you may have been rejected by the people that you came to serve, but I'm so appreciative that that had nothing to do with how much you loved us. Thank you for that love, for that sacrifice that you made on our behalf. We honor you today for that action. As we move into this time of prayer further, I ask, Spirit, that you would guide this time, that you would guide my words, guide my thoughts, help me speak clearly. And help me read clearly. There's a lot of scripture today. So I just ask that you would feel free to make this time your own. This is your time. Guide us through it. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in Acts chapter four today, reading and praying through Acts chapter four. We're going to go through the whole chapter. And as a reminder of where we left off last week and how the conversation is continued in this chapter, Peter had healed a lame man, a man who was known from all of the Jews who would go into the temple. They had seen him begging at the temple gate for probably most of his life. He was over 40 years old. And Peter healed him from that lameness. And that gave the opportunity to Peter to speak to all the people gathered in that part of the temple because they all came running. Oh my gosh, what's happened? And they were acknowledging and celebrating this very obvious and very public healing. So I'm going to read through this whole passage today first, because it's all one story, and then you can get an overview of the story, and then we will pray through some highlights of it. It's more scripture than we typically have, so I may be a little bit lighter on the prayer, but let's read through it. This is Acts chapter 4. While they were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple police, and the Sadducees confronted them, because they were annoyed that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So they seized them, and they took them into custody until the next day, since it was already evening. But many of those who heard the message believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. So remember, this is right after. There's all these people gathered. Peter had just performed this miracle. They had all listened. The people in power were annoyed and arrested them, but many of the people believed. So back to the text. The next day, the rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and all the members of the high priestly family. After they had Peter and John stand before them, they began to question them. By what power, or in what name, have you done this? Then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man... By what means he was healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing here before you healthy. This Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. When they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in opposition. After they ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin, they conferred among themselves, saying, What should we do with these men? For an obvious sign has been done through them, clear to everyone living in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that this does not spread any further among the people, let's threaten them against speaking to anyone in this name again. So they called for them, ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have heard and seen. After threatening them further, they released them. They found no way to punish them because the people were all giving glory to God over what had been done. For this sign of healing had been performed on a man over forty years old. After they were released, they went to their own people and reported everything the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit, by the mouth of our father David your servant, why do the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot futile things? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in fact, in this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel assembled together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus." When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. And the entire group of those who believed were of one heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but instead they held everything in common. With great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was on all of them. For there was not a needy person among them, because all of those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet. This was then distributed to each person as they had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus by birth, the one of the apostles called Barnabas, which was translated son of encouragement, sold a field he owned, brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, this leads into Wednesday's topics, but that's the story. The rulers and authorities respond to the healing, threaten them to speak no more of it, and they go back and pray that they can do just exactly that, speak boldly. So let's pray through some of these verses. We won't hit a ton of it, but let's just dive in. Father, I ask you to pull from this text the things that you want me to pray this morning. We thank you for examples in your early church that can teach us and teach us this morning. We ask you to open these scriptures to us in a way that we each learn what we need to from them. The scriptures said because they were annoyed that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. Father, as I imagine this scene, I imagine them having a feeling that these people are doing signs and wonders, they are healing. They are proclaiming Jesus as the Messiah And this is not gonna go well for those of us in power. He's telling the people that we killed the Messiah and our power feels threatened. And so let's arrest them. Now, how many times in the world do people speak the name of Jesus and other people's power feels threatened? And I pray that as we move into situations like that, wherever we find them in our lives, whether it's in our work or our home or our communities or on social media, any of those places where we understand that speaking the name of Jesus threatens those in authority, whether we're trying to do that or not, Peter and John weren't trying to threaten authority, but simply speaking the truth of who Jesus is does that because Jesus's kingdom is very different than the world's kingdoms. I ask you to give us boldness just like the early church, just like Peter and John. I pray that that would be our request of you, not our safety they didn't go home and, and back to their church and pray for our safety. They prayed for boldness. They prayed for the ability to continue their mission. And when we feel any kind of opposition coming against us, I pray that that would be our response. That when we got together to pray, our prayer was for boldness in fulfilling our mission. God had told them to speak about Jesus as the Messiah. That was their whole mission, to spread the word, right? And so we have this cycle. They do it. They rely on the Spirit. They speak your name boldly. The church grows and opposition comes. And I pray that that cycle would not ever stop your church. Obviously, it won't. But I guess I just speak that power into our own lives, not not into the church as a whole, as a big entity, but into our own lives that that would never stop us, that opposition would never stop your will from moving forward in each of our lives, that our obedience would be full, that our interest would be in your name going forward. I also... Wanna remind or ask you to remind me. The verse says then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit. When when he spoke to the opposition, he did that through the power of the Holy Spirit, not through anger, not through hurt, not through fear. He spoke in the power of the Holy Spirit and he was respectful and he was truthful. And I pray that as we respond to people on social media is where I see it happen so often, but I'm sure it happens every day in other ways, that our response would be prayerful. Filled with the Holy Spirit and respectful and truthful. It would be honest. Their boldness was amazing, and they were very clear that they were going to make a choice to follow God, not man. As God had told them to keep speaking, the Sanhedrin, who was their both civil and religious authority, had said, Stop. So what did they do? They answered very clearly. It wasn't even, they didn't even have to think about it. You rulers get to decide if that's a good idea or not. For us, we're going to keep doing what God says we should do. And so when we are put in a position where we're in a place in between what God says and what man says, in between what God says and what our pastors say, in between what God says and what our community says, in between what God says and what our government says, being very, very careful that God actually said what you think He said. When we are in a position where the Holy Spirit is responding Pray that we would choose the right answer, that we would do it respectfully and truthfully. Pray that whenever we're in that position, we're aware of it, because sometimes we can get ourselves into situations where we're not really understanding that that's the dichotomy. Pray that we would make the right choices. I pray that we would do it in a way that is more concerned with your name than our reputation. And I think I'll leave it at that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are here on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page while I'm live, if you found this helpful, we'll be back on Wednesday, 10 a.m. Central. We'll be back with Chapter 5. And I would love it if you would join us. I would be good to have you back again. If you're a podcast listener, subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend helps more people be able to pray with us as well. This show is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow a God-first life and business. And my heart is that as you and I pray together, as we do this twice a week, that God would use it to grow us each in our prayer lives and that he would speak to each one of us individually through these verses and through this prayer. But most of all, my prayer is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us the words that we are reading and speaking. Amen.